Wake Up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. Hello, everybody. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter. This morning, I have Austin Nichols on the show and his girlfriend, Samantha Corbello. Thank you both for joining me. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit of a tough topic today. Um, Previously, in a couple of my shows, I have talked a little bit about bullying, and I am a very big, um, staunch advocate against bullying. And I really wanted you to come on the show because you both have endured bullying as kids, and you were both able to kind of overcome that finally as adults. So I kind of want to walk through the process of that with both of you, if you don't mind. So those of you watching, Austin and Samantha, they both own a company. They went into business together and it's called As Fitness. And I can't wait for us to get to that part of their story. But um, Austin, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, I met you a little bit before Samantha and um, we just kind of started talking and I started learning a little bit about your business. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about where you're from and um, about the age where you started being bullied? Um, so I'm originally from Lakeland, Florida. I uh, grew up with my sister and mom. Um, you know, mom working full-time job to support me and my sister, so she was never home. Um, so I think around the age of anywhere from fifth grade, I can't remember how old I was, but it was from like fifth grade to I'd say around eighth grade was probably the worst times. Eighth grade started getting a little bit better. Um, but from fifth to eighth, you know, uh, going into school, you know, I'd always, I'd be the guy that's always wearing the jacket, even if it's 95 degrees outside, um, just because I was a heavier set guy. And so I didn't like wearing shirts because it showed how fat I was. So, um, you know, I would just go to school, get bullied every single day. I'd walk into the school, you know, I'd be in the back of the class, like, you know, kids would take my pencils or gum, or I used to play with little tech decks, little skateboard things. And I used to steal all of those. And, you know, they would, call me fat or, you know, just call me names, hit me in the back of the head, stuff like that. And, you know, um, it's, it's hard to overcome it when you're that age. Cause you don't know what's going on. And it's not like I could just talk to my mom about it. Cause you know, she dropped us off at school or in the morning, if we rode with her in the morning and then wouldn't be home till like eight, nine o'clock at night. So it's not like I had anybody to talk to, like teachers really didn't care at that time. You know, they were just concerned with that, you know, the 50 kids that were in their class. So if you came up to a teacher and told someone, you know, they were just like, you know, I'll talk to them. You'd watch them walk right out of the room and you're just like, okay, I guess it's not going to be solved about that. (laughs) So when you were at home, did you ever feel like your family ever picked on you or was that your safe place or how did you feel once you were home from school? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, my sister knew I was chunky or fat and my mom knew it too um so you know they you'd get the occasional like don't eat everything in the house or um you know you should probably lean towards healthier foods things like that but like I said my mom wasn't home much uh, it was mostly my sister and it was at the age where my sister was she's about a year and a half older than me so she kind of hit that stage where she wants to do her own thing it used to be very close and then we kind of separated to a point where she would make fun of me um, if we got in arguments, you know, usually she just left me alone or I left her alone. But whenever we'd argue, it'd be the first thing that gets brought up is how fat I was. Um, but 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it wasn't, a, it wasn't a safe place if I kept my mouth shut and, <laughs> and didn't argue with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, usually I would just go home, go straight to my room or I'd eat something, go straight to my room or I'd go outside and, you know, try to hang out with friends. Cause I did have friends that lived on the street and, you know, my friends that I did have didn't call me fat or anything like that. Like, you know, that, that was my safe place was just hanging out with friends uh, on my street that lived a couple of doors down. Mm-hmm. And I know um, for me, I had siblings and my brother and I would poke at each other. And I think siblings have that rivalry anyways, a little bit. I was a stick, like I was a size zero um, and super scrawny when I was little. And my brother would say like Buddha butt and I would call him Buddha belly. <laughs> um, so we would kind of, <laughs> you know, get at each other like that. Um, now, Samantha, what about you? Um, how did you grow up and, uh, what type of atmosphere were you in and when did you start, um, facing some bullying? Yeah. So I was always a chunkier kid, um, never experienced being very small. So it was a problem that I dealt with for most of elementary school, middle school, um, most of high school as well, even though I wasn't a lot of sports, So my first, I would say, encounter with bullying was when, you know, I was in the fourth grade. We moved around a lot, um, whether it be for my parents' jobs or they just wanted a new place to go or whatever it was. So my very first day of a new school in the fourth grade, I walked on the bus and one of the girls looked at her friends and then looked at me and said, why are you sitting here? You can't even fit on the bus. Um, And that was really the first time I kind of you know, realize what bullying was. I didn't really understand it. And my younger sister was sitting next to me. She was only a couple of years younger than me. So we were at an elementary school at the same time. And, you know, she looked terrified. I just remember like vividly her face, just looking at me, like, what, what does that mean? Like, what does she mean? I just told her it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Um, but that was really the first time I realized what was like fat was. So I went home, I was talking to my family about it. They all knew I was chunkier, but I was a happy kid. You know, I had a lot of friends at the previous school, um, but that was really the point where, like, ever since then, I was severely bullied through middle school. Um, And then after leaving middle school, we actually moved to Florida in uh, the eighth grade from New Jersey. So I was able to kind of start fresh in high school um, and kind of like, you know, get into gear, join more sports um, and, you know, get back on track with my health. But it became an obsessive, you know, disorder from there. And it's been difficult through that time to be able to heal that. I feel like a lot of children don't understand and have to go through that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm, That's true. Austin, you told me about a story when you were younger with a trash bag. Could you tell our audience about that? Uh, Yeah. So it came to a point where I was bullied every single day in every class period by every single person. Um, So I used to wake up in the morning and act like I was sick. So my mom would go to work and not, you know, worry about me going to school and she would just tell me to stay home. And as soon as she walked out of the door, I would wake up, um, put a trash bag over my head, put, make a little hole for my head, make a little hole for my arms. And I'd wear like boxers and I'd go upstairs and, um, you know, just run on the treadmill as fast and as long as I could until um, I was like dripping sweat. Um, and I, you know, there was like, a, it was like a little movie room, but it had like an elliptical up there. So I would put on a movie. I would run as fast as I could for as long as I could. Um, just dripping sweat. I'd jump off, you know, f- watch a movie for like five minutes and then do that. And I would do that all day. Um, maybe eat lunch and then go right back to it. I'd, you know, try to make myself throw up. I'd, you know, use the bathroom as much as I could. I'd, you know, it, it got to a point like it was, 
hours throughout the day that I would just sit up there with trash bags. And once I felt like one trash bag wasn't, you know, good enough, I'd start adding another one on. So it was more heat, more layers. And I kept doing that um, from like, I'd say eight in the morning to like four or five in the afternoon. And then when my mom got home or I knew that she was coming home or like the time she was coming home, I'd go take a shower, um, you know, go sit in the living room or something like that, put a blanket over me and just act like I was watching TV all day. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. You know, I'd say probably two or three times out of the week. Like I was missing school a lot, um, just acting like I was sick all the time doing that. Were you ever able to talk to your mom about that later? Um, no, she actually, I don't, I don't even know if she, she knows I used to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of kept that one to myself to do that. Um, I know my sister saw me struggle a little bit whenever we got a little older. Um, and I got into like skateboarding and like, you know, MMA, things like that to try to lose weight. Um, so she kind of helped me through that at that stage, once we were older to where she knew, like, you know, I was trying. Um, and then my mom also, you know, whenever I told my mom, I'm starting to try to eat healthier and stuff like that. Um, you know, she would be supportive and help and she would give me like ideas of what to eat and things like that. But the whole trash bag thing, like I kept that to myself, um, for months. And I'd, I'd say I probably did it for about a full year, just doing that probably two, three times a week. Samantha, what about you as a, a girl? I know how you feel. I can't relate to Austin, um, but girls, we have all these dresses we want to fit into and all that stuff. Some things are more revealing than some of the things that guys wear. Um, how are you dealing with all of that? I mean, we have Barbie dolls, you know, we have these and, and Ken dolls too, um, with these figures that are something that you know, for us, when we were kids, we're taught like, these are cute. These are cool. These are fun to play with. We want to be like Barbie, you know, these commercials popping in the media, the teen magazines and things like that. How are you dealing with things? It was hard. It was extremely hard. Um, especially with social media, like I believe Instagram was like up on a rise when we were in high school. Like I, I think it kind of, I don't know if it just started or if it was really just becoming big. Um, but social media really influences younger girls and, you know, growing up with Instagram coming out and all these new Instagram models and like people are making careers out of Instagram or Facebook or different social accounts. It was difficult because you see how you want to look and you compare yourself every day to those people or it's the models or, you know, girls wearing cute clothes and, I was one who never felt like I could wear a crop top. I was always wearing something that was never revealing. I wouldn't wear shorts. Um, You know, I didn't want to show any cellulite. I didn't want to show any fat on my body. Like it was, I was appalled by it. Like I just didn't want to go out in public. I didn't, I never wore a bikini at the beach. I would either tell people that I forgot my bathing suit, which sounds ridiculous now thinking back on it, um, or I just wouldn't go. Right. So I would never, ever walk out with a bathing suit and it developed into like a severe eating disorder, which a lot of females deal with. I had bulimia for a very long time. I was very sick. I was in and out of the hospital, even, you know, in my college years. Um, but people don't understand the severity of, you know, comparisons. I think now it's getting a little better, which is nice to see body positivity and influencers who are just, you know, trying to make other people feel good in their skin, which is amazing. But also it is your skin. So you want to feel confident and comfortable in it. And that was something growing up. I just never felt. Mm -hmm. Now, Austin, how did you deal with, um, I know the answer to this, but how did you deal with 
learning to deal with the bullying, I guess, ultimately. Um, I mean, you, you, you never really get used to the bullying. Um, you know, as time went on and I got a little bit older and, you know, I started going into, I'd say probably about the end of eighth grade or like that summer going into ninth grade is when I actually lost a lot of weight, um, realized, you know, like that I enjoy like doing outdoor activities, things like that. And I got into weightlifting, um, did weightlifting, MMA, football and things like that throughout my high school. And then I sat there and thought about what is, because, you know, growing up with no respect and getting bullied all the time, you're like, you know, what is the one thing that you could do? Um, that everyone's going to look up to you. Everyone's going to remember you. Everybody's going to sit there and look towards you and be like, you know, like, I want to be like that person instead of, you know, he's the fact and no one look at him or talk to him. And so the only thing I thought of was the military. So I decided to enlist into the Marine Corps and uh, took that route. So how was boot camp for you? <laughs> uh, boot camp, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't overweight in boot camp, thank God, um, because they give you like half portions and make you do a lot of crazy extra things if you're overweight going into boot camp. But I, I luckily made it. I was, you know, I was at my um, my prime, I would say, because I worked out, you know, one to two times a day, like just consistently. So I was in really good shape going into it. You never used to the running, no matter who tells you what, you're never used to running. Um, but boot camp. Boot camp was, was very tough. I think I went in at 205 or 207 and I came out of boot camp at like 155. Wow. Um, just lost a ton of weight, just like ribs. It looked like, um, you know, just so, someone that hasn't eaten in, in years. It was, mm -hmm. it was terrible because you're just running and you're barely eating and it's bad. Mm -hmm. Samantha, what about you? Um, wh what was the point where you started to change? I think it was more so when I like discovered what fat was when um, I was going through that bullying. Um, I would say about like the fifth grade, you know, my parents started to realize like it's starting to get bad. You know, I'm losing friends. People aren't wanting to really talk to me. I was home all the time. I never hung out with people. So they put me in uh, soccer. Um, so running back and forth, hate it to this day, still <laughs> give them, you know, stuff about it. I'm not too happy they put me in it, but at the same time I did, I did shut down a lot. Um, it didn't help with the mental part of it because I was young at that point. I saw I was losing weight. So I began to obsessively diet, um, for years and years and years. So I would diet obsessively exercise. And from there, it was just kind of like a snowball effect, you know, trying to lose weight, trying to look my best to the point where my metabolism was really just shot. Um, but of course, you know, you get to the point where you've had enough, you want to get healthier. I did years and years of research. I was able to find solutions. I was able to, you know, hire mentors and guides and, you know, coaches and things of that sort to get me on the right foot. So I can not only help myself, but now I get to help, you know, hundreds of other men and women across the board. So, mm -hmm. so how did you two meet each other? We actually met at a gym, <laughs> of course, um, but we were both personal trainers. So uh, I was working at a gym as a personal trainer. And then along comes Austin yeah, a few just, months later. And I just moved back into town because um, I, I move all over the place. And uh, I decided to work out with my friend one day at the gym because he used to come to me to work out. And uh, I moved in with him. So we decided to go to the gym and I saw her in the corner. As soon as I walked in, I saw her in the corner of the room at the other side of the gym. And um, I actually asked if like she worked here because she was walking with one of our friends that worked there. And, uh, you know, one of our, fr our friends was like, you know, 
you know, she works here. She just started and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to talk to her. I'm, I'm a Marine. <laughs> I'm going to go get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, I, I posted in the Facebook group for my podcast. Uh, and one of the guys, he said, his name is Chris. He said that he relates to your story so much. Um, Austin, he said that he's happy that somebody's talking about the effects of body shaming and how it can affect men just as much as women. To this day, he still feels like his body isn't his, and he's worried about getting his abs and looking a certain way. He's slowly coming out of it, but he still struggles with losing weight, and he works out three to four times a week. He's a chef, so he knows about nutrition. He's just he needs to work on some things, he says. But basically, um, he wanted to ask if you would recommend the elimination diet and um, to find out how his body is reacting to certain foods. What do you think about that? Because that is a pretty big thing, the elimination diet right now. Um, I would, wouldn't recommend any diet to anybody um, just because, you know, coming from my perspective, of, I've tried tons of different diets. I've tried diets where you drink water and salt. Um, I'm pretty sure that's, that was called a snake diet. I've done tons of diets to help lose weight, but it doesn't teach you how to sustain your results forever. It teaches you how to take something away um, and drop weight and then you add it back into your, your life. And then, you know, you gain it all back. I think diets are a waste of time, you know, coming from my perspective, I think, you know, they're, they're not right. They put body shaming to a max. Um, you know, I really don't think any guy needs to have abs to, to be happy. I think abs are more for show. Um, and they're for, you know, actually competing. If you go into like bodybuilding and things like that, I feel like if you're not doing that, having abs isn't sustainable unless you weigh like 140 pounds and you eat hundred percent clean all the time, which nobody does because we're not movie actors. So we don't get paid to eat, to look a certain way. You know, everybody's a regular person. We all have regular jobs. Um, if he wants to stay fit and active, like going to the gym, but he needs to figure out, you know, what foods are working for him and what foods aren't obviously maybe take out a lot of fast food. Um, but he should still enjoy every, every food that there is like, that's, you know, that's what makes people, you know, themselves is that's their comfort zone. That's where they are. I'm not saying binge out on tons of food, but no one should go on a diet and jump off of food because, you know, it's the same thing as taking away toys from a little kid, you know, they're fine with it at first, but they will rebel against you and they'll end up you know, playing with it later on in life. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with us. If you take food away, you know, we're going to eat, want to eat that food and we're going to binge out on it because we haven't had it in so long. So I don't recommend any diet. I recommend on having a healthy relationship with food and sustaining your results and figuring out, you know, portion sizes and, you know, when to eat certain foods and, and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at your Instagram account, Austin and Samantha, Samantha, yours really, um, is touching because it's very raw. Um, you had a picture up. Um, I don't remember when you posted it off the top of my head, but, uh, you looked very upset in it and you had said that it was a photo of, um, basically right after you had purged or bent, um, something binged or something. What was that? Could you explain a little bit about what you post on your Instagram and why you're posting it? Yeah. So, you know, it's difficult to be extremely raw, but being authentic is the best way to come across and to be able to get the point across. Right. So there's so many females and males out there that deal with the same issues. And that was a picture of me, um, after I purged, um, but I've also been, you know, bulimic for a while at that point. 
Um, so just kind of to show what eating disorders really are. So people will think like, oh, she makes herself throw up or, oh, she doesn't eat, or maybe he does, you know, obsessively exercising, but they don't realize the actual effects it has on people. So it was more to show that my face was sunken in. I had huge circles under my eyes at the age of 22. Um, I looked like I aged, God, I don't even know how old I looked. I looked like a zombie. I looked, I looked like I was dead. Um, but that was the point is, you know, it's, there's, if you can't be happy, like, you know, image is going to make you look happy. You could be the thinnest person in the world. You could be the fittest person in the world, but if you're not internally happy or you don't see yourself in a good light, you're never going to actually be happy with your body. Right. So it was more so just to spread awareness that like, I'm a human being and, you know, there are other influencers that are also human beings and we all go through certain things, but just because you may be going through this doesn't mean that you can't get healthy again. And it is possible for everybody. I mean, if I could do it, if Austin can do it, we're just normal people, you know, same thing with all your, the influencers you see, same thing with all, you know, the actors, believe it or not, they're human too. Right. So it's just more so to show that, you know, this, this stuff does happen. It is real. Right. Yeah. I mean, so if you go to Austin's page, especially, I mean, he's flexing, he's got like these huge muscles, he's all swell. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you, you just look at him and you're like, ah, oh, he's some fitness model or something, you know, he's this like Superman, but he has a story behind that and why he became a Superman. And the same with Samantha, Samantha, you're gorgeous. And some people would just maybe look at you and quick judge like, oh, she was just born with that figure. She doesn't work on anything. (laughs) You know how, you know, the bad, um, the bad, bad vibes and bad attitude. And um, a lot of times when people throw out bullying remarks too, they are either jealous or they have deep seated issues within themselves. And it's never really about you. And of course, as adults, we know that, um, real quick, what would you recommend to parents, um, that might be some red flags for kids, um, who maybe have some eating issues or issues with food? What are some red flags so that those parents can, um, maybe notice, notice maybe bullying or notice that, okay, my kid is gaining some weight. Like, what would you tell these parents? either of you? The biggest red flags is just as silly as it sounds, kids are going to talk bad about themselves because they think it's funny, but a lot of times they do mean it, right? They might be saying it because it's funny, like, oh, I hate myself or, oh, I'm ugly, whatever it may be to kind of get a laugh. But I would say, look into that a little bit, obviously don't pry because the more you pry, the more they're going to rebel. But it's nice to have like and just kind of see where they're at mentally, see where they're at physically. You know, obviously, if they're running off to go to the gym all the time, like that's a red flag. If they're negative self-talk or, you know, whatever it may be, if they're walking around kind of like zombies or they're, you know, just seems oppressed. It's not hard to spot, but I think it's harder for parents because you want to believe in your kids and you want to think that they're happy and you want to know that they're having a great life. But, you know, there's just be observant, I would say. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Um, I would. I mean, the this the kids and, and adults now are different from when we were kids. Right. Um, a lot of things are different. Um, so as time changes, so do the kids and how they act whenever they have problems or situations and things like that. Um, I'd say you know just just talk to them, ask them about their day with school, like be there for them. You know, my my mom wasn't there because she had to work, which I understand completely now as I'm older. Um, why she was working so much, but a big thing is, is make sure that, you know, it's, it's not just 
I wouldn't say it's the adults' fault as well, but a lot of adults aren't really there um, to put time with their kids. And so they give them like, hey, here's fast food because I don't want to make food for you. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, here's frozen food, like frozen like chicken tenders and honey barbecue chicken tenders and you know, muffins, all these different things because they don't want to cook or like, it's just faster. It's in, in reality, it's just, it's, it's adding weight to the kid and the kid's going to end up seeing it um, added onto him. Cause he's just eating nothing but, you know, processed food. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to end up getting to a point where he, that's all he's going to want to eat. He's not going to want to eat anything healthy. Like take the time, like even make it like a, a thing where you guys cook meals together at the end of the day. Um, like that's y'all's thing of like spending time together is like just cook together. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, Chef Ramsay food, um, but just, you know, as long as it's not just coming from a bag, um, I'd say is probably the biggest one. That's, I know that's what added a lot of weight to mine was fast food and like Chinese, just easy, simple, like here, order some food. I'm not gonna be home for, you know, three more hours. That's so that was a big so one of how I got started. Yeah. That is so true. Um, I even remember when I was a kid, my grandma, she used to bake and cook all the time. Like every time someone came over, that was like, oh, yay, we get grandma's cookies. Yay, we get her zucchini bread or whatever it is. And um, even my dad, he would say, you know, oh, you've been excellent. Here's five bucks. Go to McDonald's with your friends. You know, it was like a reward to get these the, the junk food. <laughs> um, and so then as an adult, even if you notice like the lockdown with COVID, everybody had all these baking pictures, like they're making cakes and cookies and oh my goodness. And that was their comfort food. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, could you both share your Instagram accounts, please? Austin, what's yours? Um, mine is Austin Michael Nichols. Um, all one word, A-U-S-T-I-N-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-N-I-C-H-O-L-S. Um, I mean, there's nothing special. To <laughs> okay. And Samantha? Yeah, mine is at Samantha Curbello. So first name, Samantha, S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A. And then last name, C-U-R-B as in boy, E-L-O. Excellent. And your website for your business? Yeah, it's asfitnesscoaching.com. Um, or of course you can reach out to us on Instagram. We're extremely responsive on our social accounts as well. Yeah. Reaching out to us on Facebook or Instagram is, is the best way to go. (laughs) Um, we're, we're on that all the time talking with, with people and potential clients and things like that. So if you reach out to us there, you know, we have a very good chance, more likely that we're going to answer back (laughs) within like five minutes. Yeah. All right. And Samantha, could you tell our listeners a little bit about what if they go to your website? What would, what do they expect? Or if somebody wanted to contact you for services, what services do you offer? So we do virtual online coaching, right? So that pretty much includes like everything, your nutrition planning, your training splits. Um, we get a deep dive into basically who you are, what your dieting history is, everything's extremely customizable. Um, So the plan is to make this sustainable, to make sure that you are losing weight for life. And not only that, but we teach you everything. So our um, our first program is basically called our Acceleration Academy, in which we teach you how to accelerate fat loss or accelerate muscle growth, whatever that is. But we're teaching weekly modules and we also have group coaching. So you have a community and you're learning how to do this for the rest of your life because we don't want to be another quick fix. 
you know, program where you get no support, you know, you don't get the results you want because nothing's customizable. It's just a generic plan that you pay for. Um, but yeah, everything is hundred percent customizable to you and your goals. You know, the way I explain it is not every car is the same. So why would every, you know, body work the same? So everything's extremely customizable and tailored to you and your specific goals. Mm-hmm. You guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. And Austin, uh, I know that when you told me your story about um, the trash bag, that, that really just was like, wow. Um, it's something that you don't really think about into detail. Like you were so young having to feel like you did. And then being able to talk about it now is very uh, commendable. It's important. Um, there's still a lot of kids out there being bullied. There's a, a lot of adults out there being bullied. I see pictures. I've seen memes all the time on um, like Facebook. Like, did you see this person in Walmart? And they're making fun of somebody's weight. It's not even a funny meme, you know, it's just mean. Um, so I think that it's great that you're both addressing these issues and that you're so raw and real and open. And I wish you both the best of luck and everybody who's listening, go check out asfitnesscoaching.com. Check out their social media. You'll find their links on my social media. Um, and do either of you have anything else to say before we end the show? Um, I, w- I would just say, cause we've ran to all this a lot is like, if you're, you know, when we talk to people, like it's, you know, we don't charge anything for it. You don't, we don't charge anything unless you decide to actually come with us and move aboard and move forward with it. Um, just talk with someone, even if it's not us, like if you're on the fence of doing something about it, like talk to someone about it because, you know, nine out of 10 times, you're going to end up, you know, being exactly where you are, you know, two years, three years down the road. If you're thinking about it, talk about it um, and see where you're going. Um, another thing is if there's trash bags, a lot of trash bags missing in the kitchen, you know why? And then I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, definitely get a hold of Austin, Samantha. They'd be happy to talk about you. He just said it doesn't cost anything just to talk to them. Um, so talk to them, see you know what might work for you, and then go from there with them. But um, also... Anybody who's listening, who you're out there struggling, just remember that you're not alone, that everybody has these challenges, different challenges, different lives, but all can kind of relate to different, you know, the stories that my listeners or my guests have, I'm sorry. Um, but everybody just have a really great weekend. Um, reach out to Austin and Samantha. Their story really has touched me. It's made me think about how we talk to people too. Think about that as you take on your the new week. Um, everybody, thank you for listening and be sure to tune into my show on AMFM radio stations across the United States, Amazon TV, Roku, and on every podcast platform. Until next time, take care and treat people nice. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it.